Oh, the sweet sound of the Burgers and Brats intro music. Oh yeah, baby, it is Friday. Happy Friday to everyone listening, or, I mean, if you listen a few days after this, happy whatever day that ends in a Y. We got a great episode for you today, going to be breaking down the final week in the NFL. Some NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame classes were announced, and then the College Football Championship between TCU and the Georgia Bulldogs. Got a great episode, gonna be breaking all that down and more. Uh, Make sure you follow or listen, stream anywhere at Burgers and Brats, that's Burgers Ampersand Brats, and stay up to date with the latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. Welcome in to the Hefner Eye Care Studio. Let's first get started with the 2023 NFL Hall of Fame class. Got 15 nominees. Just go over uh, these real quick. You got Jared Allen, defensive end, uh, 0407 with the Chiefs, 08-013 with the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Willie Anderson, offensive tackle from 1996-2007 with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Rondé Barber, cornerback, safety from 97 to 2012 with the Tampa Bay Bucks. Dwight Freeney, uh, great defensive end, outside linebacker from 2002 to 2012 with the Colts and then a few more seasons with some various teams. And then legend Devin Hester, punt returner, touchdown returner, uh, wide receiver, 2006 to 2013 with the Chicago Bears. We all remember his opening kickoff Super Bowl uh, touchdown run uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. That was just incredible. Uh, you got Torrey Holt, great, great wide receiver from 1999-2008 with the St. Louis Rams. Uh, Andre Johnson, what a beast he was uh, back in the day. 2003-2014, to th- 2014, wide receiver with the Houston Texans, most notably. Uh, Albert Lewis, corner from 1983-1993 to with the Chiefs. And you got 94-98 with the Raiders. And then Revis Island. Darrell Revis, corner uh, from 2007-2012 with the New York Jets and then various other teams up until 2017. Not that long in the league, but, I mean, Darrell Revis, man, you weren't you weren't catching anything if you were being uh, guarded by him. You, the quarterbacks were not throwing to him because that was going to be a pick or a pick six. It's Revis Island for a reason. Joe Thomas, uh might be one of the most decorated uh, people in the class with 10 Pro Bowls. Uh, offensive tackle with the Cleveland Browns from 2007-2017. Zach Thomas, linebacker, uh, Miami Dolphins from 96-2007. And then my man, Demarcus Ware, linebacker, defensive end for the Cowboys from 2005-2013. And then with the, Denver, the Super Bowl 50, Denver Broncos. 2014-2016 came over helped us get a ring put this man in the Hall of Fame Reggie Wayne great receiver a wide receiver 2001-2014 all with the Indianapolis Colts and then you got Patrick Willis who was a baller linebacker 2007-2014 with the San Fran and then Darren Woodson man safety 
92 to 2003 with the Dallas Cowboys. So, I mean, even these last four guys, ooh, man, some great players entering this Hall of Fame class. I mean, only uh, five of them can get in. I think, I think you get in, you have to get in. Luckily, these guys can come back on and uh, get elected in the next few years, but uh, Ware, Reggie Wayne, Devin Hester, Woodson, Patrick Willis, Joe Thomas, uh, Tory Holt, Jared Allen. I mean, these are some great names, guys. There's going to be some good guys left off of this list, but uh, all these other guys that make it in well-deserved. So that is the uh, 2023 NFL Hall of Fame football class. Now let, let's move into the uh, let's move into some NBA standings real quick. We'll talk some N NBA. Uh, some big games going on. I mean, Denver just beat the lights out of uh, the Clippers the other night, last night. Memphis, they're still rolling. Twenty-five wins on the year. Boston getting blown out by the Oklahoma City Thunder without SGA, and then going ahead and blowing out the Dallas Mavericks. The uh, two nights later, and then can we just uh, and then Utah getting uh, they're they're still doing pretty good twenty twenty one. But can we just talk about speaking of Utah, Donovan Mitchell getting traded to Cleveland? Thought his NBA career was just gonna go way downhill. Nah, that man dropped seventy one. 71 points incredible incredible stuff that is awesome stuff from uh, Donovan Mitchell that Spida is balling in Cleveland that Cleveland team looking really good I mean they're 25 and 14 fourth in the east but not far back uh, from that one spot but uh, Cleveland has something special cooking in there they are a major underdog for the NBA postseason and just the season heading Heading forward, uh, some big games going on. Uh, they face Denver uh, tonight. So Cleveland at Denver, that should be a great game. See if Don Mitchell can put up some points. If he puts up 71, they're going to win. I think Denver wins that one. You got Chicago heading to uh, Philadelphia. Uh, Philly, I mean, 23-14, and 14, uh, so fifth in the Eastern Conference. Uh, not really hearing much about them. James Harden, Joel Embiid. Embiid's been playing pretty good basketball. Uh, but haven't really heard much from them. Uh, you got the Bucks at 25-13. and 13. They're second in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Giannis balling out. Uh, he's doing uh, he's doing MVP type things. They're only a game and a half back of the one seed right now. Uh, tied with the Nets basically for that two seed. I mean, speaking of the Nets. KD Kyrie, uh, KD's in the front court right now. Starter for the NBA All Star. Uh, Kyrie's second team. He's playing. He's balling in those Walmart shoes right now. Uh, KD looking like a top ten player in the NBA, top three player in the NBA right now. Uh, going over these standings, you got number one. You got the Celtics, two Bucks, three Nets, four Cavs, five Seventy Sixers, six. You got the Net or the Knicks. Seven, you got the Pacers, Heat, eight, nine Hawks, ten Bulls. So, I mean, one through five separated by three games, kind of a drop-off after that. Uh, but, I mean, six through ten separated by three and a half games. So, 
everything is still wide open. It, we're not even to the halfway point, but it's going to be fun down the stretch. Some of these new teams getting in and uh, making the playoffs this year. Western Conference, number one, you got the Grizzlies right now. Or you got a tie with the Grizzlies and the Nuggets. Uh, Pelicans coming in at number three. Number four, you got the Mavericks. Five, Kings. Kings, yeah. The Kings are in fifth, fifth place right now. They're in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. They have not made the playoffs in, I believe, 20 years. Clippers coming in at number six. E. They're 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 Kawhi. I mean, they're going like centralist right now. They are under the radar. Seven, you got the Trailblazers. Eight, you got the Suns. Nine, you got the injured Warriors. Ten, you got the Jazz. Lakers just sitting outside uh, a game and a half back in the 12 seed. So maybe they can make a run. No AD though, still for a while. Can we just talk about LeBron dropping 47 on his birthday? Turning 38 and dropping 47. He's been dropping 40-point games like it's nothing. He is prime LeBron. Prime LeBron from 2003 to 2023. I mean, that's it. This man, this man is balling. Give him his props because he is 38 years old putting up these kind of numbers. It is fun stuff to watch. Fun stuff in year 20 to watch LeBron James balling out. Uh, NBA, just too early to tell in the season. I mean, yeah, these teams are, I mean, these top teams are going to stay at the top. Probably see a lot of shuffling in the middle towards the bottom of the uh, playoff picture, but it's going to be a fun NBA season. These new young blood teams are finally clicking, and they're going to be making the playoffs, and it's going to be so much fun to watch. All right, let's move into some NFL uh, obviously, we got the sad news with DeMar Hamlin uh, postponing um, the Cincinnati and the Bills game. We're going to have a vote on that later to see scenarios that involve neutral site games for the AFC title game, uh, depending on the Week 18 outcome. So, uh, interesting to see if we are getting some neutral site games uh, because of the seeding and just the tragedy of DeMar Hamlin situation but luckily DeMar is doing phenomenal phenomenal stuff he is making great great progress according to the doctors and family uh, the NFL playoff picture I kind of went over this last week a little bit right now number one you got Kansas City uh, if it if it held right now you got number two Buffalo hosting number seven New England number three Cincinnati hosting number six Baltimore number four Jacksonville hosting number five the Chargers uh, NFC right now you got the number one Philadelphia Eagles getting a bye two you got San Fran hosting Seattle Minnesota number three seed hosting the Giants and you got number four Tampa winning their division hosting Dallas now Dallas can overtake Philly with uh, that one spot with a win this weekend, so they could or they could take over the division uh, with a big win. They these two teams look at the NFC right now. The remaining games: Philadelphia, Jalen Hurts, can he come back? Looking like he will play. They host the Jet or the Giants, while the Dallas Cowboys 
are at Washington. I mean, Washington's still fighting for a playoff spot right now. Um, they're they're not out of it yet uh, for a playoff spot, but uh, they do need to win against a pretty decent Dallas team, which will be bringing their best to the game because they want the NFC East and they want some home field advantage uh, for sure. Uh, some of these other games right on the fringe. So you got you got three teams that are fighting for that final playoff spot in the NFC. Seattle's right now is holding it uh, at eight and eight. They face they host the Los Angeles Rams. Detroit, Detroit and Green Bay are eight and nine right now. They play each other, so it is at Lambeau. I'm giving the nod to Green Bay on this one. Detroit, though, has put up some pretty good numbers in their last few games. So, if we want to see Aaron Rodgers make another playoff uh, run, we need Baker Mayfield to go into Seattle and cook Geno Smith. And I pray that we get to see that happen. I mean, they looked really good last week, uh, not so great against the Chargers. But otherwise, uh, this uh, Rams team has been cooking with Baker at the helm. Uh, so these these three teams are going to be it's going to be fun to watch uh, what happens here, especially because Detroit Green Bay can ultimately decide who goes into the playoffs. It uh, looks like Washington actually is eliminated. I uh, thought they had a chance, but Dallas is going to go in with this game nonetheless, wanting to win and needing a win if they want to win their division. Heading into the AFC, you still got you got four teams fighting. Uh, in this one, uh, New England right now holds the breaker. Um, well, she got five teams, but Jacksonville right now uh, they do host uh, Tennessee, and that is a so whoever wins this Tennessee Jacksonville game will get into the playoffs, and they will host a playoff game because they won their division. So Jacksonville versus Tennessee, break that game down in just a second, uh, and then you got. Uh, New England does hold that final spot. They play Buffalo. They play at Buffalo. They'll have their emotions super high. Uh, it, that game will be good. Uh, see how Buffalo plays in this game. I mean, they still have a chance to get home field advantage. They have a chance to get a first round bye. So I think Buffalo will also uh, have their best available. New England obviously is going to have theirs. Miami plays the Jets. So this, this team... Probably has the best chance of winning and getting into the playoffs because they host the Jets right now, and then yeah, but they do not have Tua. They will have Teddy Bridgewater uh, more than likely for this game. Uh, not 100% sure on his injury right now, though. And then yeah, Pittsburgh as the final team. They play. They host the Cleveland Cavaliers. Not the Cleveland. Cleveland Browns. <laughs> uh, they host the Cleveland Browns this week to make it to the playoffs. So all rides on them beating Deshaun Watson. Um, let's break uh, this game down first. Tennessee at Jacksonville. Jacksonville is actually a six and a half point favorite. I mean, Doug Peterson's got them balling. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he's cooking. Uh, he's got just, he'll pass 4,000 yards in this game. He's got 24 touchdowns, eight interceptions on the year, so not awful for uh, the quarterback, what we expected from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Ryan Tannehill will be out, be out, and Malik Willis looks like will be out, so they will be rolling with Joshua Dobbs. 
Just hand the ball to Derrick Henry, guys. If you want to win this game, hand the ball to Derrick Henry and let him do whatever Derrick Henry does. Jacksonville, though, got a pretty decent run game on their own with Travis Edne, uh, ETN, sorry, eleven only 300 yards less than Derrick Henry, but 700 less touchdowns, and he's doing it on 100 less attempts. So, uh, these two running backs uh, are relied heavily upon by their teams. Overall, uh, Jacksonville scores 24 points a game, a full touchdown better than the Tennessee Titans. They pass the ball for 50 more yards, and they run the ball for a few more yards. Tennessee just not, not good on either side of the ball, really. 30th overall on offense. Yes, they've had Ryan Tannehill injured most of the year now. Defense, 32nd overall in passing. Second against the run, so 25th in overall defense. Um, if you're Jacksonville, try and get a ground game early, but if not, you're going to light them up. They're giving up 300 yards passing a game. Light them up through the air. Tennessee, just keep the ball out of Jacksonville's hands because they're putting up points. Let uh, Derrick Henry do his thing. In Tennessee, you have not won a game in five games. So it uh, looks like and you're facing a team that has won four of their last uh, five, including beating you uh, four weeks ago and beating the Cowboys, Jets, and Texans. Um... It's not like Jacksonville has a great home field advantage, though they are 4-3, and three, but Tennessee is also 4-4 four and four on the road. So that really doesn't play into this game. It's just, uh, what have you done for me lately in the last five games? Trending Jacksonville's direction. So give me the Jaguars over Tennessee Titans. Uh, next, let's go to... Let's go Cleveland at Pittsburgh. A in Pitt, Cle Pitt, Pittsburgh is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. You got Kenny Pickett versus Deshaun Watson. Pickett, dude, 2,200 yards, six touchdowns, nine interceptions. Somehow they're getting wins down the stretch. And you can thank Mike Tomlin and Najee Harris because I don't know how Kenny Pickett is putting up wins together with six touchdowns, nine interceptions. Najee Harris hopefully can get over the 1,000-yard mark on this game. Uh, he's got six touchdowns on the year. Cleveland, on the other hand, Nick Chubb doing Nick Chubb things. 1,400 yards, 12 touchdowns. They've got a thousand-yard receiver in Amari Cooper. Uh, I you gotta you gotta run the ball in this one, or just spread Deshaun Watson out and let him either run, make big plays down the field with his arm. Pittsburgh just don't let Kenny Pickett turn the ball over. If if you get up big. You got to get a bit. You got to go fast, I think, in this one. It's not working. Uh, just let. Do those short little yard games. Don't let Kenny Pickett throw it down deep where he can get intercepted or anything. Just keep the game coming to Kenny Pickett. Uh, overall, both these teams are pretty much in the middle of both categories. Uh, pretty match up, match up pretty well. Uh, run game versus run game. Uh, Cleveland, second in the league against the pass. Uh, so, yeah, like I'm saying, don't. If you can get him out early, if he if he starts throwing a pick, two picks, oh, you better stop! Don't let Kenny Pickett throw the football because it's over for you then. <clears throat> out of their last five, Cleveland's won three of their last five. Uh, ball or 
Pittsburgh's won four of their last five over some pretty uh, a decent decent opponents. Uh, Pittsburgh three and four at home. Cleveland three and five away. So I mean, just like last game, it really doesn't matter that these teams are home or away. Both are awful in those types of games. But I mean, what? Um, Cleveland three and two in their last five. Pittsburgh four and one. Now here's the thing. Pittsburgh. 7-0 and when scoring first. Cleveland is 6-6. Six and six. So Cleveland scores the ball. I mean, we're in week 18. They've scored the ball 12 of the 18, or 12 of the 17 weeks. And they're 6-6. Six and six. So, they're, it's pretty even on if they win or lose. So it may not really matter, but Pittsburgh scores first. They're winning this football game. You go 7-0, and you're going to go 8-0 scoring first. So that's that is a major key in this game. I think I give me Pittsburgh in this one. Why not? Give me Pitt at home. Snowy weather. Whatever. They can't throw the ball anyways. Um and then let's head to we'll go New England at Buffalo. Buffalo gets the win. Seven seven point favorite. I think Dallas gets a win against Washington. Let's go final game, Detroit at Green Bay. Uh, this game could be for all the marbles. If Baker beats Cincinnati, or Baker beats uh, Seattle. Uh, the game, so Detroit and Green Bay will know if they're making the playoffs. Uh, by the time their game starts, they will know if winner goes to the playoffs. Jared Goff. 4,200 yards, 29 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Is this Los Angeles Rams Super Bowl uh, quarterback Jared Goff? No. It's Dan Campbell, Detroit Lion quarterback Jared Goff. I uh, ball him. 29 touchdowns, pretty dang good. Aaron Rodgers, uh, 3,400 yards, 25 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. So, just what we're seeing, turning the ball over a lot more than he used to. Still has great touchdown. Uh, percentage right there, but not as many yards and just more interceptions. Uh, both running backs, uh, Jamal Williams, uh, should he will go over a thousand yards on the season, 15 touchdowns. And now, so he's about a thousand yard rusher, but Aaron Jones, on the other hand, he is a thousand yard rusher, but he's only got two touchdowns on the year. They're not getting their running backs going off the goal line, that could be a huge problem and why this team is 8-8. Eight eight. Let your running backs, let Aaron Jones, let do Aaron Jones things, guys. He is one of the best running backs in the league. Let him do his thing. And, I mean, here's another big stat. When is the last time a Green Bay receiver has not been over 1,000 yards on the year? Uh, Alan Lazard's leading receiver with 747 yards, only five touchdowns. Amon Ross St. Brown, over 1,000 yards, uh, with only a hundred receptions and then six or does have a hundred receptions with six touchdowns. So just difference in offensive production right there uh, between those. Uh, this <laughs> this game Detroit the number four overall offense and they have the thirty second overall defense. So they are a top five offense with the set with the dead last defense in the league. Green Bay, pretty average defense and offense, pretty good mix of that. Uh, do have the number one passing defense in the league, only giving up 200 yards per game. 
Uh, in the last five games, they are both four and one. So these two teams are cooking down the stretch, putting up uh, lots of points uh, in these games. Actually, I mean, we just saw Green Bay coming off that huge win against the Vikings, where they scored 41 points and just dominated uh, the hot, Kirk, the uh, hot-handed Kirk Cousins. Um, this story is a little different. Green Bay is better at home. It's it's so much harder to win at Lambeau, especially in January. Uh, just super super hard. Um, Green Bay is five and three at home. Detroit three and four on the road. So give me Green Bay in this one. And depending on how things go in Seattle, Aaron Rodgers makes it to the playoffs for another another time. Uh, in his career. All right, before we get into the college football national championship, let's go to On This Day in History. That's right, best segment. Uh, 1975, the Wheel of Fortune debuts on NBC. 1975, guys. I was not alive back then. But that is a long, long time of Wheel of Fortune. I've been playing that on the Nintendo Switch recently, actually. It's, it's kind of fun. I am not good at it. I promise you that. I am not good at <laughs> Wheel of Fortune. But it is a fun game to play on the Switch. And then 2018, snowed in the Sahara. Yeah, it snowed 15 inches in the Sahara Desert uh, in northwest Algeria. Uh, so that, that 15 inches of snow, that's a lot. That's buffalo snow. But they're getting that in the Sahara Desert. Yeah, so it, you, you don't see that. It happened in 2018. And then 1790, throwing it way back for this one, George Washington delivers his first State of the Union. You guys may know him as the first president of the United States, delivering his first State of the Union. Let me know if you're there. Let me know what it was like, the uh, crowd size, the just overall uh, like importance of it. Let me know if you're there, what it was like. Alright, happy birthday, John Smith, the legendary Englishman, came over to America, married Pocahontas, yeah, that John Smith. And then Nicolas Cage, and we got, this man has been churning a lot recently, Elvis. Have a birthday, Elvis. Died a long time ago, so. He did get to see Will of Fortune, but. Uh, so, happy birthday to those Three good on this day in history, sponsored by Hefner. I care. Go get your eyeglasses, contacts, sunglasses, literally anything. Fifty-seven, fifty-seven Northwest One Thirty Second Street in Oklahoma City. Hefner, I care. All right. Uh, make sure you follow on any platform. Burgers and Brats, guys. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere you get your music. Air podcast at Burgers and Persian Brats. Stay up to date with latest things on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. All right, let's dive into the 2023 College Football National Championship. Who would have thought we'd be here? Well, we thought one of these teams would be here. Uh, I picked them in my preseason. I did get two teams right. I got Georgia and Ohio State in my playoff. So 50%. Not bad, guys. I'll take 50% out of, I mean, the 132 teams there are to get the four. I got two of them. I'll take it. Uh, but we got TCU Horned Frogs, 13-1. Uh, 
seeking their first national championship since 1938. I don't even know if it counts from 1938. They're facing the 14-0 Georgia Bulldogs who are seeking their second straight national championship. I think this would be the only the third time since uh, the 1980s, uh, 1990s that we are getting a repeat champion. Uh, no, the other only other team I believe was USC, Alabama. I think it would be Georgia as the third team. So I think only since 2000, since 2000, this will be the third repeat national championship. So really not that many. I uh, feel like we got Clemson, Georgia every year for four years, but uh, really only once repeated with Alabama. Uh, so it sh this should be an interesting game to watch. I mean, talked a little bit, broke down the playoffs on the last podcast. Go check out the playoff uh, breakdown back then. But, I mean, it impressive stuff by this TCU team. Uh, they did – Sonny Dykes is a first-year head coach. He did have a lot of these players from Gary Patterson and the transfer portal. So he did not build this team up. They got, I believe, 21 guys from the transfer portal over the last few years. Six of them are starters on the defensive side of the football, maybe overall. But that that's a lot of starters you get from the transfer portal. That just shows how important that transfer portal, getting these guys in, can be. And, I mean, Max Duggan, uh, I believe he only had 40-some-odd touchdowns in the previous, like, three seasons. He's got 32 on the year. It. He's just taking the next step, finished second the Heisman. Uh, 3,500 yards on the year, 32 touchdowns, only six interceptions. He wasn't even the day one starter. He came in because uh, the star starter got hurt in the first game. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> so you got Kendra, or Kendra Miller for TCU, who's got just one yard under 1,400 yards on the year, 17 touchdowns. Looks like he'll be sidelined for this football game which is a big hit but I mean we saw that uh, Amare uh, Demarcata will be the lead back he's a senior he had 150 yards against Michigan so does it really matter uh, because he was torching uh, Michigan last week uh, or yeah uh, there he was torching Michigan last week so yeah, you got Quentin Johnson also on the wide receiver in the wide receiver group. He's a thousand yard receiver, only six touchdowns on the year, but seems like more. Uh, he had 163 yards against Michigan through the air. 111 of those yards came after contact. So Georgia needs to tackle these guys in the open field. Uh, this miss yards after tackle. Uh, that is what killed Michigan last week against Georgia or against TCU. Uh, this Georgia Bulldogs team, uh, speaking of them, they are, they, I mean, they're the number one team uh, through defensively throughout the year. Until the last two games, Georgia has given up 71 total points over the last two games. Yeah, I, I, I said that right. 71 points over the last two games, and they're fifth nationally still in scoring defense at 14.8 points a game. They've allowed 14 or fewer points eight times, including two shutouts this year. But the last two games are just, are they an anomaly? Or is it this team facing tougher opponents, better teams, uh, finally, that they didn't face throughout uh, the season? TCU averaging 41 points a game. So this, I think this is going to be a super, super high scoring 
uh, matchup. Uh, it, it's got to be. TCU, they're putting up so many points. Georgia is allowing a lot of points the last few weeks. Uh, Stetson Bennett, who I was I, I was ragging on him uh, earlier in the game. I was, I was, I'm not a huge Stetson Bennett fan. I don't think he should have been invited to New York. He is a 37-year-old man. He's a, he's a super, 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 super senior uh, playing this game. But he's got 3,800 yards, 23 touchdowns, 7 interceptions. Uh, did have a turnover uh, in the game last week against Ohio State. It looked like it was going to cost him, but it didn't. Uh, got a pretty good ground game, pretty average receiving core, like spread out the football. Uh, I think in this game for Georgia, they've got to get that ground game going. Uh, we saw Michigan break that huge... Uh, I think 50-some-odd run in the first play of the game and then just couldn't run the ball after that. Georgia needs to establish a run game so they can allow Stetson Bennett to pass because it wasn't working for him earlier uh, against Ohio State. Uh, TCU, we saw stopping the run all, uh, all, all, all day except for that one run uh, with a three-man front. Getting some good pressure, but with that said, TCU was probably one of the luckiest playoff teams I've seen in a long time where Michigan could not capitalize inside the five-yard line, even inside the one. I mean, they ran a Philly special, which was should have just pounded the ball at the middle. Uh, you catch the ball at the one-yard line and get called down. Could have been a touchdown. Maybe it was. Maybe it wasn't. Uh, then you fumble on the very next play. You have two, three field goals at the end of the half. Could have been another touchdown. Uh, but you had penalties and then just bad uh, clock management. And then you go ahead and give up 30-some-odd points in the second half. So this TCU team can play great, and they can collapse, and they can get lucky. Um, I think luck did have a lot to do with their win over Michigan. I mean, everything just clicked. I mean, you had two pick-sixes, too. You had two pick-sixes against a guy who did not throw interceptions this year. Uh, you're, to get one is lucky. I mean, is maybe some skill, but to get two is just extremely lucky and you have to be on the right. It just it, it stars align for that. I don't think you're getting that with Georgia, uh, with Stetson Bennett. Max Duggan also had a few turnovers in this game that could have cost them. Yeah, if if Max Duggan tees you have two turnovers, this game is over. Georgia is winning this football game. I don't see any way TCU uh, can win. Georgia, I think you can afford a turnover. I just think their athletes are just so much better uh, going against TCU. Now, TCU is going to go in, obviously the underdog, obviously with nothing to lose. But you can't play too much of the nothing to lose. Because if you play too much like that, going for it too many times on fourth down, going for touchdowns instead of field goals, going for deep balls too many times instead of just playing that pound-for-pound pound, uh, run attack or get those sure five yards, you're going to lose this game. And it won't be close. Play your normal football. Go for maybe go for a fake punt, maybe go for a fake field goal, uh, and maybe go for it once, maybe twice on fourth down or fourth and goal, one time on a fourth and goal. But you can't do it too many times. You can't have too many. You'll have your trick plays in this game, one or two that you run, uh, but you just can't do too many um, unnatural football uh, going against the stats. Uh, going against the analytics. You can't do that too many times, even if you are the underdog, because you will lose games that way. That's how it happens. 
Georgia, uh, just play, just play your normal, just play your normal game. I mean, you got a Heisman finalist. You got the number one team in the country. You're undefeated. You've been, <clears throat> I mean, you've been here before. You were here last year. You expect to do this again. So play your normal style of football. You got the number one rushing defensive attack. Uh, your number, I mean, you dropped out of the top 10 in total defense, but you're still a top 10 team in offense. TCU, on the other hand, top 15 team in offense, top eight, top 80 in defense. So there is a big difference in this off in this defense versus defense for Georgia and TCU. Georgia, you've been there before. Um, <clears throat> TCU has faced more top 25 opponents. They're six and one. Georgia's only four and zero. Uh, TCU, number three team in the country versus number one team in the country. This game is going to be really good. Can Georgia get lucky and maybe call another timeout before a, a fake punt is run, before it is ran uh, against them like they did against Ohio State? Maybe. I uh, got lucky there. Uh, Should have, could have lost this game for Georgia and just a bad field goal away from sitting at home and watching this game on the couch. That being said, I think I. Th- Twelve and a half, it's a lot of points. I can see them winning. I can see Georgia winning by two touchdowns. Maybe they score late, but I think, I think t- TCU can keep it within ten. Uh, I I like Georgia in this game. Uh, I I think I think it's a pretty fun game. Definitely for the first half, maybe the three quarters, but I think Georgia just ultimately pulls it out. Uh, <coughs> TCU is a fun team to watch. They've got really young gun or really really good guns on the offensive side of the football and their defense looked really good so give me Georgia but I think TCU keeps it uh, within the spread so that is my pick for the national championship Georgia Bulldogs going back to back champions <clears throat> alright let's move into sharing the final segment who I share my burger and brought with obviously going to be sharing it with Damar Hamlin uh, not just though Demar Hamlin, but his family, friends, teammates, the NFL community, uh, and just every person who has uh, just been affected by this, and uh, lots of fans I've seen outside his hospital that he's been at, uh, praying, doing candlelight services, all the people donating to his uh, ch- uh, children's drive. I mean, I know he had a twenty-five hundred dollar goal. For his toys for tots, it reached over three million. Heck, it might even be over four million by the time this podcast is out. So, just sharing my burger and brought with all those people, especially Demar Hamlin, uh, praying for his speedy recovery, looking good. Uh, know he's got feeling in some of his uh, parts of his bodies, and he can write. So, I just share my burger and brought uh, with Demar Hamlin. Just T Higgins also know he had that hit against him, but. Uh, not his, not his fault. Just football, football move. I know he's pretty distraught over it. Just sharing my burger brought with fans, people donated, praying, uh, chilling outside the hotel and the Mario himself. So, share my burger and brought there. Uh, got a great, had a great episode for you guys. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, final week of the NFL. Week 18 is here, guys. Football season's over, guys. It's going to be Super Bowl soon, and we're not going to have football for another long, long, long time, and it's going to be awful. And then, national championship pick. 
fun. It's going to be a fun one. Monday night, guys. Tune in for that. Take my picks to the bank. Thank you all for listening. Make sure you follow on any pod, on any podcasting service at Burgers and Brats, at Burgers and Brats, and Brats Spotify, TuneIn, Pandora, anywhere. Use your podcast and stay up to date with latest news on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Burgers and Brats. Thank you all. Stay safe.